What's up, hockey and sports fans? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Drop a Puck Podcast. The latest news and information around the NHL. With your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez. Welcome to episode number eight of the Drop the Puck Podcast. My name is Justin. I am once once again, always, right alongside Pedro Rodriguez. Pedro. How's it going, guys? All right, so on this episode, we have, you know, just a few things from what happened over the week. Warning, the Rangers did a lot, so just just, get, just throwing it out there right now. The Rangers actually did probably the most this week, they did. Uh, this past week, out of any team in the NHL, but we'll you know discuss all the, the re-signings and whatnot. We also have a special guest that will be on the episode later. His name is, we, we were teasing it all week, Dark Guy from Toronto. He's a great guy. Great guy. Very knowledgeable. Awesome. Uh, love the Canadian accent. Love it. Hopefully, it'll boost up our uh, Canadian viewers. Yep. Oh, I hope so. Sorry. We need those. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but uh, yeah. So let's let's dive right into it and let's drop the puck. All right. So we're gonna start off with the most recent news. It happened today. Tyler Johnson signs a seven-year contract with the Lightning. He is going to be getting. Uh, he's gonna get thirty-five million through the uh, two thousand twenty-three, two thousand twenty-four season. Uh, Great move. I love Tyler Johnson. I don't know about you. I mean, he's, he's he was the one guy that they really, I think, needed to get done. And now they have him until he's, what, 35, 34? Yeah, locked up there. Probably number two center right behind Steven Stamkos. Um, Imagine having that down the middle. I mean, that's I know, us Ranger the next fans. Seven us, years. Us Ranger fans are, you know. We're looking for our... Well, we don't even know what's going to go on right now. But imagine having a one-two punch of Stamkos and Johnson for seven years. Yeah, I mean, good for Tampa. Uh, got him at a reasonable price at $5 million. I think it's... I, I would... Yeah, I'd pay him that. It's a good price. He's in his prime. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what they do with uh, Palat, right? Andre Palat, because he's still an RFA, see how much he gets paid. Now, I'm curious to see if they end up... I'm assuming he's going to end up getting some sort of movement clause, no movement clause. Uh, it didn't come out yet, so we're still waiting to see the full details of the contract, but I'm I'm sure there's definitely going to be either a partial... Probably modified. Partial, modified, yeah, something, modified something along clause. those lines. But all in all, I thought it was a, a, I thought it was a solid deal for... Uh, for I'm saying Toronto because I got You're dark, dark guy, guy still. Yeah, yeah uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning, just I have fun with Dan Girardi. That's all I'm gonna say. Why do you still hate <laughs> on that guy? You don't even think he's still worth three million? No, I don't. I, 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 I until you'll, you'll see. He's, he's worth three million, but whatever. You'll see. Uh, we also had Alex Galchenyuk. Alex Galchenyuk. He re, uh, he resigned after you know this whole this whole summer. They said that he was going to end up getting traded yeah they, they, they thought he was going to get moved uh he ended up staying put in montreal i think montreal would have ended up regretting it if they moved galchenyuk but that's just you know that's just i i've liked galchenyuk he's he's 23 years old why, how, why are you gonna move him well probably after seeing that they were going to lose radulov to potentially where he signed now dallas mm-hmm. um they they had to keep a guy that could play center and he pretty much plays any position, center, left wing, right wing. You know, he's a versatile type of guy. And it was just, it was it would be hard for Montreal to lose both guys. And, you know, they saw that they were losing Radulov to Dallas that where he got his term and money. 
So they had to push to keep Galchenyuk, and they did. Reason, you know, below yeah, they, five million. They have him until he's twenty six. You, you're yeah. not gonna lose on that contract. No, and don't forget, he was a third overall pick. Yeah, in, in his in his draft class. So he, he's a good player, great player. I, he, he struggled I last year. I would have loved for the Rangers to trade for him. Montreal. I wonder what Montreal was asking for him. I, I'm kind of curious to he, see. He was on the block. We, he was on the block. We all know that. He was. Um, but. Now he's a Montreal Canadian for the next three years, but I think that's just a bridge deal. I honestly don't think Galchenyuk will finish off his career in Montreal. I don't think it's. I think after this three-year deal, I think he's gone. Honestly, yeah, he, I think after two, he'll be traded at the deadline. Yeah, no, I, if they're not, yeah, if they're not anywhere near the playoffs, he, he'll be definitely moved at the deadline. That's why he has no. He he doesn't have any clause in his contract. Yeah, he's, no move, no nothing. It's kind of interesting to see how you see these first round guys just move a lot it's it's been interesting to see and we'll get into yakupov who mm-hmm. signs a one-year deal at eight hundred thousand dollars yeah I, like not even a million the first overall pick we'll, we'll, we'll get to him uh, <sighs> and, uh so another move that i really like i i have no complaints for it i, I mean unless you can think of something to no tell me otherwise no. i mean a 23 year old signed at less than five million who could potentially be your first oh, line center? I th- I think hot take actually it's probably not even that hot of a take. It's probably like a a mild take on my part. He's going to be a first line center. Well, we'll see. By cause... the by the time he's twenty seven, he's well, he's still growing. Okay. He's yeah. In, in four years, he will be a first line center. I mean, it's, in a, it's four a long, years. Yeah. He could hell. He could be a first line center next year. He could be. He could be. Um. You know, he's still got Bukanitz on that team, even though he's 34, but he's still a good first-line center who can center your guys. Like, I But, I mean, imagine a line with, you no, know, yeah, Galchenyuk, Druin, and, after this I don't year, know, after, Shaw? After this year, Galchenyuk will be their first-line center. After this year? Yep. I don't see Placanic going back there. Okay. I, if you I say mean, so. I, I, they're not going to re-sign him to what he's making now. All right. Well, you also think Dan Girardi's only worth like nine hundred thousand dollars, so <laughs> less than whatever. That. <laughs> less than that. Uh, next up, we have Grubauer. Grubauer, the that the the cap the cap tight, the cap the the team that's in cap hell, the Capitals, the team in cap hell, the Capitals. The Caps. Uh, they re-signed their backup goalie, who I thought in the beginning was going to end up going to Vegas yep. in the expansion draft. Yep. Didn't happen. He uh, re-signed 1.5 million for one year. Solid move. Uh, Grubauer's a solid backup. If they can get away with that, I mean, they're still really tight for cap. I mean, they they still need a good amount of players on their roster to yeah. sign, and they are just screwed. They have 17 rostered players right now, so they need about five or six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with with uh. Four million dollars left and cap. That, that's what I'm saying. It's t- now the Capitals are switching gears. You know, they're they're kind of pulling kind of what the Rangers are doing. You know, again comparing things to the Rangers, but they're trying to stay competitive. They have, they're they know their windows closing, so they're re they're retooling kind of, but it's kind of hard to retool when you have no salary cap, and you still have to have their defense doesn't impress five. me at all. Matt Niskanen. Brooks Orpik is 36 years old. I mean, Orlov's... I like Orlov. I like Carlson. And then I have no idea who the fudge t- 
Taylor Chorney is. I mean, their defense isn't impressing me at all. Uh, they, I mean, they lost they, a lot of guys. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they lost good guys, and you know, we talked about it before. This TJ Oshie contract is going to come back and bite them. Honestly, awful. I would have let. I just would have let him walk. It is awful. You know, I would have let him walk and get. I don't know. They're going to have to find someone via trade or bring in Yager. They could bring in Yager if he takes a pay cut of a million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can just... someone sign your arm your Yager? I am sorry. Like You just brought him up, and I was going to bring him up later, but can someone sign the poor guy? I'm going to add in the sound effect of him just yeah, but... bobbing that bobblehead again. <laughs> but, uh, someone please sign, please someone sign me. I, I don't play for Panthers anymore. He's... Can somebody tell him he's not playing for Panthers anymore, please? Probably asking for a lot. He, his asking price is probably what four million. It can't be that high. That's anymore. a lot. It can't be that high anymore. That's a lot. He's got to drop it. No team is gonna want to sign a forty-five-year-old guy to a four million-dollar contract. Nobody, unless you're Nashville, who can afford him. I'll sign him to a two-year, a two-million-dollar deal when he's still producing fifty points a season. Right, but again, he's asking for four. Well, where, where he's asking for I, four? No, but I've also seen that his his asking price has dropped. Okay, three point nine. <laughs> yeah, three point nine nine and ninety nine <laughs> cents. I dropped a penny. So there you go, and uh, modify no trade clause for Yager too on that one year deal. <laughs> but okay, so hold on. Back to Grubauer. We, 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 we're, I'm going to get back on Tiago later. I, I'm going to get back on Tiago later. But Grubauer, solid deal. Yeah. And, and yeah, solid backup for, for Washington. At least their goaltending is solidified. So we'll see what happens with the rest of the team. I mean, come on. They, they, they got quality guys. I mean, you can't count out Ovi, Kuznetsov, who they just resigned, Backstrom, Oshie, you know, Barkowski, who they just signed to a two-year deal, three million bridge deal. Tom Wilson's still a good guy. Uh, you know, they just they gotta find those bottom bottom six forwards, and they're gonna get younger, and their defense is gonna completely is gonna look completely different. But goaltending wise, they're solid. The um, we also spoke about uh, Burakovsky, uh last episode. He we were talking about how teams should offer Sheetham. Well, the Capitals re-signed him, two-year deal, uh, six million dollars, so he's making three per year. I still don't get why te- any no team offers sheeted him at least you know four million per. He's he's worth it. Yeah, but so now he's gonna stick with this bridge contract, and, and then it, he'll it, be. And then well, it, he'll still be an RFA. He, yeah, he I mean it's a three-year yeah. deal. Yeah, in order to to go to unrestricted, but right. So now he just, in my eyes, he took a pay cut to stay with the Capitals. That's yeah. why. That's why I don't get. Yeah, it. definitely, no doubt. I don't. I don't know why team why NHL teams don't use the offer sheet nearly as much as they should. I mean, you look at the NBA. Goddamn, Knicks offer sheeted Tim Hardaway Jr. seventy four million dollars a year. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like in this situation, the Capitals can't afford an an offer sheet of more than four million. So do it. Screw them. It just it makes no sense to me. Now now yeah. now the Capitals got another really good player, twenty two year old. Okay, give give me a team that would. Offer Sheetham. The Predators. Do they really need another centerman? They Should, just got Nick Benino. Okay, but it's it's the fact. Now sign him to a four-year, a, a, not even a four-year deal. Sign him to whatever years, four million. Now move him. Move him. Again, who's going to want that contract? Uh, 
for a 22-year-old Andre Burakovsky? Okay, okay, but who's going to take on his contract? If teams didn't offer shoot him, there has to be a reason. Uh, that's not, okay, but... okay, or they're either gearing up for what we'll get into later, but a dry sidle? Teams could be gearing up for that. I mean, who would you rather get, Leon Dreisaitl or Andre Burkowski? I know who I would choose. Leon Dreisaitl. Well. But Edmonton had already said that they're going to... Uh, Match whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 kiss my ass. Yeah. Uh, so back to what you were saying before, Yakupov, one-year deal with the Colorado Avalanche. Who wouldn't... Like, this is another no-brainer. <sighs> give the kid a chance. Just Yeah, give the kid a chance. But how many goals are this, has this kid had in the past two seasons i think i count him with two hands i i mean you know you're the you're the first overall pick in your draft you should be producing and he was not producing whatsoever in edmonton he didn't produce at all he had that one great tying goal against la in like 2013 when he like went skated down on his knees from from the king's net all the way down to his net but he's other than that, it's nothing. He's making Dan Girardi money. No. <laughs> he's this poor Dan, guy. You're bringing, you're bringing Girardi down, man. Hey, if we ever get Dan Girardi on the episode, I will take back everything I've ever said. Oh, about why? Why? Because he'll beat my ass. Uh, see? <laughs> this is unbelievable. Anyway, uh, sorry, Dan, if you're listening. I just don't think you're worth $3 million, but good for you. Uh, but, dude, Yakupov, he's 23. He's making eight hundred seventy-five thousand. Any team would like good for the good for the Avalanche to just give the kid a chance for less than a million. I mean, if I'm going to the, I mean, if I'm going to such not you know not a strong team, I'd I'd honestly want to go there too if I was him. I wouldn't want to go to a strong team. You, you wouldn't have a chance to make the you wouldn't have a chance to make the roster. So now he goes to to Colorado. Not a lot of money, and hopefully he plays better. This is, this is it for him. This is make or break. I'm sorry. Yes, he's 23 years old. This is make or break. If he does well this season, he'll be in the NHL next season. If he doesn't, he's going to Russia. I'm calling it right now. Speaking of Russia, the man that I wanted the Rangers to sign, Greg Rianko, uh, he signed a one-year deal with Ska St. Petersburg. Oh, or Ska is yeah, Ska. Ska. In uh, yeah, so. That 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 one hurt because I thought Grigorenko, he could have plugged in perfectly, bottom bottom pairing, you know, for, uh, fourth line, third line center. He would have fellow Russians on his team to help him. I thought he got a raw deal, you know, in Buffalo. So I hope he you know produces over in Russia, and then hopefully he'll be back in the NHL in what four years. Maybe even after next year. Maybe he just gets that one year to regain his confidence. Maybe. And he'll blow it. He'll, he'll just tear the roof off of the KHL. And who knows? Maybe he comes back next uh, after next season with Kovalchuk. Yeah, that's another one we oh, talk about. Can, you know? we, can we get in, Yeah, we're going to get into Kovalchuk. Now, do you know that they're saying that he made up his mind in June? That his mind was already made up once he heard that the NHL that them in, that the NHL we wasn't going to go to the Olympics. That's such crap. That's such bullshit. I don't believe it, it is whatsoever. The, it is the worst. He definitely tr- he apparently there's also reports that out there that there were no trades, no no offers, no, no offers for for ratio. I don't believe it. I, I, well, weren't well, there weren't there reports that Columbus had an offer on on the table? 
I don't know. I I, I think I believe. Oh, I think crap. I believe the no offers for him rather than him saying that he signed back or he said that he, he was gonna yeah, decided in June that he was gonna stay in the KHL for one more year so he could play in the Olympics and then come back to the NHL. Yeah. Okay. Because he finally freaking realized that I, that what no one was gonna trade for him, and he could just make as much money as he wants next year. Well, yeah, no, yep, exactly. Like, ugh. so I'm giving a crap story. Another guy who I would have loved the Rangers to sign, you see, Jokinen, he signed uh, a one uh, one year one one point one million dollar contract with the Oilers. He's another guy that I really wish the Rangers brought in, but they didn't. So it's looking like the Rangers are gonna have to. They're either going to stick with what they have, or they're going to have to find a centerman through trade. Trade not to be trade. Um, that's that's where no I one see, really else is available. That's where I see that going. Uh, I think it's another solid deal for Jokinen. He he's he, Jokinen's a great player in my eyes. He he's solid defensively too, and he got a uh, modified no trade clause from Edmonton. So you can expect if they somehow shit the bed. Uh, you can expect him to be sent at the uh, at the deadline, but I think that they're going to be another playoff team. No doubt. Speaking of the Edmonton Oilers, how about Connor McDavid, Mister One Hundred Million Dollars? He got he's the one hundred. He's the one hundred million dollar man. He got paid a little man. bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. At twenty years old, twenty years old, imagine making hundred million dollar contract. That's not bad. Making oh my, and he's now, still for, now. Let, year, let me let me this year. He's still making. Less than a million. I know. Now, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question here. Okay, I'm listening. Do you think, in a cap world, yes, there's that percentage of I believe the cap is there's something with like there's like sixty percent of his contract won't be like count. I don't know something with the cap or whatever. It's the the bonuses. Right. Like I think it's like it's a seventy something million million of it is going to be in signing Signing bonuses bonuses because they're expecting the lockout to happen. Right. So eighty million of it's going to be just in bonuses, and I believe it's going to be on the first of each year. Right. And then there's like a percentage type thing that goes on, and I saw on TV they were comparing Crosby when he got paid his ten point five. There was his was at like seventeen point something percent, which if which affected more of the cap. So that's why the Oilers he had he, he could have gave a number and the Oilers would have said fine, I'll give it to you. Apparently they offered him thirteen point five, and he's like they no. offered him thirteen point he five. No. He's like I want to win a cup. Give me give me less than that. So they set up for twelve point five over eight years, which comes out to a hundred million dollars. Now again, back to my question. Is that a lot? Is that too much for a guy like that? Generational player compared to Sidney Crosby all the time. Some shed of Wayne Gretzky, but not really. Uh, Generational guy. I mean, this guy is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Is he worth 12.5? He's worth every penny. Every single penny. He's worth every single penny. So you'd pay him more? No, I don't. If you were Peter Peter Shrelly, okay, put yourself in his shoes. Yeah. Connor McDavid comes up to you and says, "I want fourteen. Over, I want fourteen million over eight years." Yeesh. Even though he's not that selfish, obviously, as we can see. Yeah. But if he Four, offered 14. you fourteen million a year, fourteen's a lot. 14. Would you do it? Mm. He's your captain. 
Yeah. Best player in the league. 20 years old. Hard trophy I, I, winner. I, I understand that, but 14 is a lot of money to okay. throw into one player. Okay. Now, put in these factors. Like, I think the contract that he got is perfect. Now, now put in these factors. The cap just went up this year, correct? $75 million. Okay. So, you anticipate the cap no, to I go it's up. it's staying flat. No, no, no. It's 75 Really? Yes. So, you're anticipating... Um, oh, you're right, you're right. You're anticipating the cap to go up two million a year, two million each year. Okay. Would you sign him to that fourteen million dollar contract? But you're not positive, obviously, about the cap. Mm-hmm. You're just pretty much. You're guessing it. Taking a shot Give or in take. the dark. Uh, yeah, I would try to lower him though. I would definitely be like, all right, Connor, let's let's not go dick swinging right now. <laughs> let's let's take it easy. Fourteen's uh, quite high. Why don't we go with? Let's meet in the middle. Let's go thirteen something. And I mean, if he was, I mean, obviously he's he's as nice as they come because he took, you know, twelve and a half. So I, I he also he he's got to realize like what he what he did realize is he needs players to play around him. <laughs> he no. can't just play by himself. I guess he can't I'm play, gonna... he can't play goalie. He can't play defense. Right. I mean, absolutely. if he wants to sign me, he can he can come over to me and say, hey. Here's a uh, here's two double cheeseburgers and a and a fry. <laughs> come come play hockey with Connor McDavid. I'd be like, okay, slap I would on do the, it. Slap Are you on the skates. Me? Give me the skates. Slap on the skates. Right, I guess I'm asking the questions today. Now, okay. you see this contract, twelve and a half. Mm-hmm. You're John Tavares. Mm-hmm. No come talks on. yet about a contract extension with the Islanders, and right now it's prime prime time. We should be talking. The Islanders and and the Tavares team should be talking. Mm-hmm. You're John Tavares. How much do you want after this contract that you saw with Conor McDavid? How much do I want? A how much are you? How much do you think you're worth? How much do I think I'm worth? Uh, probably. It has to be in that ballpark. Yeah, no. I would say, I would say like eleven point five to twelve. I would ask for, just because I am an older player. Uh. It, it, I, it, it's a tough question, but I think he will end up taking, well, asking for at least 11, 11 and a half. And do the Islanders give that? Oh, they have to. There's been talks that the Rangers are. Uh, oh, dude, don't even. There, there is. The, don't even. They were on NHL Network. I believe the NHL Network. NHL Tonight. They were talking about. Oh, God. Oh, maybe it wasn't the NHL Network. I'm sorry. T, it was, uh, I think it was TSN in Canada. There was an I saw an interview and I I don't remember who it was, and they said they asked the guy they said if there were teams that John Tavares, what are teams that would go after John Tavares? Well, dude, the Rangers are always in the mix with everyone. But now they have cap. Now they have the cap. So if you're Jeff Gordon, okay, John Tavares is a UFA. Uh-huh. Would you give him eleven? Rick Nash comes off the books. That's what I, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So Rick Nash's seven point eight is gone, right? Mm-hmm. We already have. Do you sign him? Do you go after a John Tavares? Yeah, but, but then you have to. You have then to, what about Ryan McDonough? What do you mean about McDonough? Mc, I mean, what? What about McDonough? Am I looking at the wrong guy? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, S- say you do sign him for eleven million, right? Over the next. Can you afford eleven million though? Yes, you have you the can. seven. You have the seven point eight coming off the books, but we still have to sign Zabanejad. We don't know what he's going to get. So you he's, have to... he's going to okay. Zabanejad will get five a year. 
Okay, so now you have five point five, five point five a year. Okay. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you take a shot for? That's a, a, what I'm saying. Why wouldn't you? He, he's he's that centerman that the Rangers have been missing. Almost every centerman's the a centerman right. that the Rangers have been missing. Right. The Rangers have been missing that guy, that that guy, that playmaker at the center position, and of course John Tavares fits the bill. But do you think John Tavares pulls that heel move and just fucking steel chair to the back? <laughs> And just why not to, to Islanders Islanders Nation? Why not? Why does that matter? Oh man! If you want to go to a team that wants you, what's the big deal? But the Islanders, the only other the team I can see. Okay, and what if they can't afford them? Half the Islanders come off the books next year. Okay, so you're gonna pay this guy that you're gonna pay that guy money. I, I honestly I I don't know. You have I, Tavares. You have Kuhlman coming off the books. That's I mean, four, I, that's four million. I. Josh I Bailey expect. Comes off the books. Listen, you're talking about the Islanders here, okay? Don't forget, where are they gonna play? Where are they gonna play? There's been always talks of who they surround John Tavares with. They finally got Jordan Eberle mm-hmm. because of what they had in the World Juniors back when they played for Canada, mm-hmm. okay? They were always missing that centerman. Uh, I'm sorry, they were always missing a winger for him. They finally got him. But is that enough to surround a guy to win a championship? Isn't that what an athlete wants? Isn't that what they want? And if John Tavares isn't going to get that on on uh, in New York with the Islanders, he's going somewhere else. I'm sorry. He's going somewhere else. And, guess, and as I, much as Toronto's going to want him. Toronto's out of the picture now. Absolutely. As much as Toronto wants him, they can't afford him. No, Toronto's out of the picture. Austin Matthews, William Nylander, Mitch Marner. Those guys are going to get Those guys are gonna get their – they're going to get paid. Patrick Marlowe. Well, he's, he'll be gone by then. We'll, we'll 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 talk more with Dark Guy about that later, about the uh, the Maple Leafs. You know, I, I I yeah, I guess he I can see him doing it, but I think he is a loyal guy. I know a lot of people are freaking out about it. I I think he ends up staying as long as the Islanders have the cap space for him. He's gonna stay there. I I agree. That, that's how I, I see it. I I see that, but it, it, to me, it just depends what the Islanders will surround him with. Honestly, I don't think Jordan Eberle is enough. He'll be a great winger, but I I don't see the honors in the playoffs this year either. I, and I don't see him in the playoffs. No, and I, that could be a problem. That could be a problem. Now, do you see them trading him at the deadline? If oh not... man, they'll be asking. If you think if you think Joe Sakic is asking a lot for Matt Duchesne, I can only imagine what Garth Snow will be asking for could John Tavares. That one. <laughs> what three first round picks and two good roster players? Oh man, I don't even want to imagine that. To uh, be honest. An- another signing that happened over the week: uh, Aless Hensky signed uh, a one year, one million dollar deal. These one million, one million, uh, one year, one million dollar deals. I we spoke about it last week. You can't go wrong with them. Uh, Hensky, you know, he, he's a solid hockey player. Now he's he's going to be a right wing on uh, Montreal. And they they need they needed you know a little more of a scoring presence. I don't know how much he really brings, uh, but for one million dollars, hey, what, why the hell not? Let's see what you can do. Yeah, I mean any of those one, one year one million type deals, you know, potentially a high reward for a team. And we also saw that with the Rangers, with uh, Rangers signed David DeHarnay to a one year one million dollar contract. Now should we just get the? Oh, should we just do the Rangers in a bunch? Like at okay. the end. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, so uh, 
the next one we were, we, were, we briefly touched up on before was uh, Radulov. Right. He ended up, you know, taking that five-year contract with uh, the Stars. He's getting paid. He's Dallas he's, is going to be good. He's getting paid. He's, you know, now apparently, I, I they're obviously just rumors, but apparently Montreal wasn't offering him that much less. It was just I think like a year. Like it was, it was like the same cap hit, but it was just a year shorter. And I guess Radulov was looking for, you know, that that fifth year, and he he got it. So he's making six point two five per year for the next five years. He has a no move clause, so he's he's in Dallas, and Dallas is Dallas is building up in the in the forward position. There were actually rumors that he. He actually he got offered the offer that he got from Dallas. He agreed to it, and then the following day, Montreal came back with the same exact offer from what Dallas offered him. Same exact offer. Really. But he he already accepted the offer from the from Dallas, and he went to Dallas. That's what the rumor was. I actually I think I heard on the NHL.com, and I believe it was Brian Lawton who said it. Um. Yeah. He. Apparently, you know, he got the offer, the five years. Um, what was it? Five years. Five years, six point two five. Six point two five a year. Yeah. No move clause. Yeah, and then Montreal offered him the same exact thing the next day, and he already agreed to go to Dallas. And Dallas is gonna be a good team, like I said. Man, imagine. All right, so now before good. we get into the Rangers, I'm gonna just you know do a little Yarmir Yager spiel. So, Yager, let's hear it from you, my man. He if he, he he already told us if he doesn't get signed he's gonna be the the next member of the uh, drop the puck podcast so let's just head over to Yager real quick Yager and your bobblehead what do you gotta say can somebody tell him he's not playing for Panthers anymore please now come on man how do you not sign that <laughs> he's he's a legend he's a living legend. How don't you just bring him onto your team just for that veteran presence? We talked. We just talked about oh, this. It, it's all about value, and he's asking a lot. Okay, I'm not giving four million for no. a 45 year old guy. No. All right, but now what if we have you know 3.8 remaining after we sign Zibanejad? Why not just throw it at him? Come on, the Rangers are getting younger and faster. We don't want to get old. You could, uh... What are you bringing him in for? Your power play? Power play? Just. Your power play the... now that you have Kevin Shattenkirk, you can bring him in for your power play. Don't forget, Zabinajad can shoot from that left circle. Yes, I, I understand that, but it's just come on, just someone. Not I'm not even asking for the Rangers to do it. I think you just want it, just like because it's Yager. Yeah, I kind of do. Yeah, <laughs> no, I I, I I wholeheartedly want Yager to be a Ranger one more time and to retire with the Rangers. But I'm just asking for someone to sign him. Because what about the traveling Yagers? You're not going to see him anymore. You need the traveling Yagers. Don't no. Come on, the traveling Yagers. I, I actually want to be a traveling Yager. I just you want to be added to that group. Yeah, why not? Okay, but if he goes back to the Rangers, there's already a Ranger there. So okay, you're not but going. then there could be a, 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 a so. <laughs> why would you be added? <laughs> just so I could be added. Just why, to why? be there. Yeah, just to be there. But you you need him to go to a different team. Not necessarily. Yeah. You can't be there. It can't be the Rangers. It can't be the Cavs. It can't be the Devils. can't be the Flyers. can't be Dallas. It can't be Pittsburgh. can't be Boston. Wow, he's been with a lot of teams. He's been on seven teams. (laughs) It's unbelievable. He's really bounced around. Uh, Poor guy. So so just just come home. 
Just come home, Yarmir. Yeah, go to Pittsburgh. That's cool. No, don't do that. Do not do that. Go to Pittsburgh. Because I want to at least root for him. Like, uh, you if... could root for him. Why can't he? No, 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 no. Pittsburgh no, no, no. can take him. Pittsburgh could take no, on him. No, I, I I know they can, but I don't, I'm not going to root for him on the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm sorry. Why? But it's Yager. So what? I don't care. It's the Pittsburgh Penguins. What about if he went back to Washington? Because nah, nah, they're, cause they're no, in cap heaven right now. No, no, they can't. They can't. You know what? Yager just, oh, I don't know, man. You're done with Florida. You 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 and your bobblehead just announced it live on our on our podcast. Uh, you just have your agent call up my agent. And we'll talk to someone in the Rangers organization. We'll we'll work something out. All right. Uh, but, By the way, I totally messed up. Crosby makes eight point seven. Uh, Andre Kopitar makes ten. Yeah, there you go. So, to me, Tavares will be in that ten million dollar range. Yeah, ten to 11, ten. Yeah. 10.5 around Andre Kopitar. Um, I still can't believe Malkin makes more than Crosby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but let's, you know, finally time for the Rangers talk. Uh, like we said, the Rangers probably did the most this week out of any of the NHL teams. Yeah. Uh, we'll start off with, uh, Kevin Klein retiring. So Kevin Klein retired. I just wrote a, uh, article on Blue Line Station, which should be up, uh, by the time this podcast drops. It's his top five moments as a New York Ranger. Uh, I don't know if you can just name some off the top of your head, uh, but I, I have my top five that I put out there on the article. Uh, putting you on the spot a little bit here. Right. So, should I go in order? Or can I just say five? No, you can just go. Yeah. Um, did you know that? Here, let oh, me this think. is a little hint. Well, yeah. While, while, while you're thinking, did you know that eight of his twenty-two goals for the Rangers game were winners. game winners? Yep. He 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 came up clutch, Kevin Klein, and you know he he was a warrior. I, I, I personally thought he was a warrior for the Rangers and it just injuries caught up. I think it was me making those gifts of his face on old people uh, in retirement homes that really, you know, took off, took, it, it took off and it really uh, showed him what, what retirement could be like, you know, just him <laughs> dancing around uh, with all the older people, him playing, you know, bingo. Come on, <laughs> Kevin, you don't want to play bingo. You oh, want to play man. bingo with, uh, with, with your friends. Come on, why are you going to make another $3 million with the Rangers? Just go play bingo. So, uh, I'm going to take full credit for Kevin Klein retiring. Uh, so that, All right. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's a, a hot take. But uh, Top five Kevin Klein moments. Yeah. All right, one, I'm going to go with overtime winner against the Devils. Okay. Back when he came. I, that, that, yeah, that made the list. Uh, Game winning goal against Dallas in Dallas. That did not make the list. Um, Game-winning goal against Pittsburgh in overtime at MSG. That made wearing the, the list white when jerseys. He, when he, uh, with, he with his ear. 13 stitches in his yep. ear. Yep, that made it. Uh, that's three, right? Yeah. Um, One that I put in there. Game-winning goal against Detroit. Two-on-one with Kevin with Kevin Hayes. That didn't make it, but... Uh, I, I put a fight in there. Uh, it was like right around, uh, right around when he first came. Uh, they were up 4 nothing against Montreal at MSG. And Brandon Prust bulldozed Henrik Lundqvist. Yes. And Klein showed no fear. Went against, just dropped the gloves with the former ex-Ranger. And I thought that was like one of the moments that really solidified, you know, the type of player that Kevin Klein is. I agree. And it showed, you know... 
it showed the Rangers and, you know, his locker room presence. Like, you're, you're going to mess with my goalie. I'm coming right after you. I don't care if I'm going to get my ass beat. I don't care. But someone has to make a statement. So that that moment really uh, that moment made the list. Yeah, he was he was also on the team that went to the Stanley Cup final in 2014. That's when the Rangers acquired him that year mm-hmm. for Michael Delzato. Uh, another moment that I had was his only two goal game in his career. Yes, against the Avalanche. Nope. Shit. Western Conference team though. It wasn't the Avalanche. No. I think you're lying. I'm not lying. It was against the Anaheim Ducks, and they won two to one in Anaheim. It was his only two goal game of I his career. Remember that. Are you sure? I'm 100% positive. And I'm pretty sure he scored two goals against the Avalanche. Mm-mm. Are you sure? Well, I don't think so. I mean, you so. probably know better than I do, but... I don't think so. It was... If... if I could be wrong, but I know it was definitely his first two-goal game, but I'm pretty sure it was his only two-goal right. game. Uh, and he was actually the main fault for the the Ducks goal. He completely whiffed oh, on a turnover You're right. in, in the game. Ranger zone. In the... Uh, yeah, in, in their own zone. Two. And they scored. Uh, but, so, Kevin Klein, thanks for the, the extra cap space. We really appreciate it. Right, Hopefully, thanks, thanks for being a great Ranger, yeah. honestly. I mean, you know, he's obviously he struggled last season, but, you know, he, yeah, he back, showed his, grit. His, he his showed his determination. Injuries, yeah, his back injuries. And, up. you know, best of luck to you and your family. And, you know, if you end up playing in Europe, good luck, best of luck. Maybe we'll see him in the NHL again. Optimus Klein, out. That was I want like dun dun dun. dun. <laughs> uh, all right, next up with the Rangers moves, uh, we spoke about it briefly before. David DeHarnay yep. signs a one-year deal worth one million dollars. You guessed it. There you go. Uh, he, I like the move. Uh, I always liked him with uh, Montreal. Uh, yeah, he put up that fifty-point season with Montreal that one time as a third-line center. Yeah, I. I I, I always liked him with Montreal, but Zook is no longer the shortest player on the team. Really? Yeah. He's shorter than Matt Zuccarello. He's 5'7". <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're both 5'7". He's, no, they, they, he's shorter. I'm telling oh, you, God, he's shorter. both 5'7". He's shorter. I'm telling you. You're telling me Zook's 5'8"? Zook, yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, you can, you can look at that all you want. All right, unless Zook got shorter. I don't know. Maybe it's Zook's hair. I, I don't know. But Zook is taller. Uh, I think it's a solid move. Obviously, this pretty much, I think, rounds out the Rangers at the center position unless they make a trade. Top three. Yeah. I I mean, it's still weak in my eyes. Who who their fourth line center be? Jesper Faust? Uh, you have... He could play center. Zabanejad. No, you'd have Zabanejad, Hayes, DeHarnay. Miller, and DeHarnay. Oh, that's right. Miller. I like Miller on the wing. I do too, and I, I, I'm, I'm not happy with with the Rangers down the middle. I'm really not. But it's, hey, there's talks about Bozak, Bozak so we'll yeah. see what happens. Uh, but I like the move. Uh, speaking of Jesper Foss before the Rangers re-upped him, so Quickie will be with the Rangers for another three years. Uh, I five point five. Five point. Yeah, dude. It, it's, it, a steal. it's another steal. And Jeff Gordon, I mean, call me a homer all you want, but Jeff Gordon has had a tremendous offseason. Tremendous. When I, the guy's making one point what, under two, dude. He's making under two for the next three years. I yeah, thought he was yeah. at least going to ask for 2.2. Uh, maybe he took less. Who knows? I mean, you know, yes, you know, maybe he, the Rangers. He will be hurt for what the first month, 
Yeah. He'll be about. hurt for the first month because he had surgery. Uh, a lot of people think that's what strayed Vegas away from him, and they ended up taking Lindbergh. But, hey, if the Rangers got Jesper Foss for under $2 million, I'm taking it's it. It's a steal. I'm, Absolutely. I'm, I'm taking it. And, and that running. gives the Rangers more leeway when it comes to Zavanajad. Or, in your eyes, John Tavares next year. If he becomes a Ranger... <laughs> I quit. <laughs> he's he's not going to become a ranger. I you never know. Uh, We're known for these things. All right, and then um, the 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 deal that I think has been spoken about for almost a month now and just finally became official. Lindy Ruff will be the assistant coach uh, to Jeff Gordon this year. Uh, and Elaine Vigneault. Did did they? What? Elaine Vigneault. What did I say? You said Jeff Gordon. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Elaine Vigneault. Uh, my, my fault. Did they announce the terms yet? Do we know if it's just a no. one-year thing? Do we know if it's two, three? No, I think it's just until AV gets fired. And then he becomes our head coach. And then he just becomes the head coach of the Rangers. Uh, I think geez. that's in the clause. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I know Woj, our buddy Woj, he's not happy with it at all. Uh, but, hey... He's an exper- I like it. He's, yeah, he's an experienced coach. You know, he, he had a great run with Buffalo when Buffalo was... Even in Dallas, I mean, that about that what, two seasons, they got fired. But, yeah, I, I like the experience behind the Rangers bench. You got Elaine Vigneault as your head coach, mm-hmm. Lindy Ruff and, and Scott O'Neill as your I two assistants. I don't like O'Neill. I don't like him either, but what are you going to do? And you got Benoit Allaire. And then Benny Boo. Yeah, you got Benny Boo. <sighs> you got Benny God. He's 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 a beast. Benny to God. He's gonna make he's gonna make Pavlik a number one starter. He's gonna make Pavlik the starter again. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna he, what? Marcos retires and Pavlik takes over. Oh dude, come on. Pavlik's gonna win the cup this year for the Rangers. <laughs> Imagine. Longquist is down and Pavlik wins it. Oh dude, I feel so bad for Henrik. If oh. that actually happened, Yo, like, can you just imagine? Like, like, yeah, yeah. He wants yeah, that cup. Yeah, Henrik got the cup, but he didn't. He didn't win it. He didn't play one oh, playoff game. Man. Oh, that would. Ooh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Oh man, that would hurt. That's actually. Uh, that, you know, I'd be happy. It kind of be pretty funny. The Rangers would have won the, the Stanley Cup. Like uh, I said, four years. So, yeah, yeah, four, four years. years. I'm telling you, in the next four years. I hope so. I really do. Uh, but that that you know, it was it was a slow week. Um, the Rangers made the most moves, obviously, and it'll it'll probably slow down a little bit more. So we're gonna try to bring on guests more often. Uh, just you know, to fill space, fill time. So we still want to make it weekly. Uh, we know that you know a lot of you guys are enjoying listening. I've I've gotten feedback from a bunch of you, uh, so we we really do appreciate it. Uh, we are you know week in and week out looking for more guests. Um, Pedro reached out on Twitter to someone, uh, and we'll we'll just announce it because we it was put out there. Uh, Linda Cohn from ESPN. She said she would love to come on the podcast. We haven't heard from her since. We're trying. We're, we're working on we're it. We're working on uh, it. Hopefully it's... she'll respond soon. Hopefully it's in the works, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what goes on with that. Uh, our buddy Brian Rowland actually made a funny joke. Uh, he's, he, he congratulated. Like, I sent it to him. I was like, he's like, oh, that's awesome. And he goes, but that awkward moment when Pedro tries to slide into her DMs, and she does. She like, yeah, I know. She, she denied she, me. She denied you from sliding into her DMs. I know. I thought she was going to let me in there, but, yeah. uh, you know. It is what it is. We'll, we'll talk to Linda about that. Yeah, so... She, we, we need to... Uh... So, hopefully we'll have her on in the near future. Uh, you're going to hear from Dark Guy in a, a little bit. Uh, 
Yeah, we're we're looking for more. Actually, I have I I reached out to someone last night. Yes, you did. Who uh, he's a big Bruins fan. He's pretty big on you know Twitter and social media. So hopefully he'll be on maybe next week, uh, depending on what's going on with Linda Cohn. Uh, but hey, if, we're we're open to anyone coming on. Really, I mean, we're, we're we're not just looking for you know. I'm not looking for professionals here. I mean, yeah, you we're, know, we're, we're, not... we're looking for anyone who just loves to talk hockey and. Literally from any team. Obviously, we're a hockey podcast, so you know. I guess we talk about Rangers a lot, but we, you know, we could just compare them to everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, That's you know, it's just what we do. Yeah, we Um, had our buddy Terrence with the Islanders. You know, we have Dark Guy coming on in a little bit with Toronto, Uh, and we have uh, hopefully this guy coming on soon, who's a big Bruins fan. Uh, He's from the Boston area, right? So you know, it'll be fun. Uh, I mean, reach us out on Twitter. Yeah, um, if anyone if anyone's interested, please reach out on Twitter. Uh, if you know me personally, come up to me. Uh, hey, we're open to anyone. We just want to talk hockey. Yeah. Uh, we want this season to come. We're, we're we're really eager for the season to start. If if you know me personally on Twitter with my hundred followers, that's cool. <laughs> you follow me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so we are going to send it away to our interview with Dark Guy. So enjoy. Uh, let us know what you think, and here we go. Here comes Dark Guy. Welcome to this segment of the Drop the Puck mm-hmm. podcast. Now, I'm not going to lie. This is actually the second time that we've had to do this. Dark Guy, a.k.a. Jason, for those of you who don't know, you had a little inside source right there that his name's actually Jason. He was kind enough to come back on tonight. We recorded this last night, and... As we were saving, our program completely shut down on us, and we were embarrassed, uh, but he was nice enough to come back on, so thank you for coming back on. Do you want to say anything? Hello? or? Hey, no problem, guys. Uh, just glad I could help you out, and, uh, you know, uh, it sucks every once in a while. You know, modern-day technology, you can't really control it, so uh, totally understandable, guys. We owe him a keg of beer. Yes, we, we do owe him a keg <laughs> of beer. I don't even think a keg's enough. But uh, we, we, we discussed, actually, you will be coming to the States, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, it's not certain yet, but uh, it looks like there's a possibility I, I might be going to a game or two, either at the Prudential Center or perhaps Madison Square Garden, hey, uh, would, one of the we two. Would, we would prefer the Garden a lot much, but our pockets would prefer the Prudential Center <laughs> a lot better. <laughs> yeah, so I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> So actually, we were talking about this last night. Can we ask you how much a beer is at at the uh, Air Canada Center? Yeah, uh, ACC. I do believe, if I uh, remember correctly, it's about eighteen dollars uh, for like a large pint. That's eighteen dollars Canadian. Large? So that's got to be like what a million dollars US? Probably. <laughs> I mean, how, it's a Budweiser at MSG is what? Oh, it's at least fifteen dollars. Fifteen, sixteen, yeah. And then if you want to yeah, go so jack- r- roughly around the we're roughly around the same price point there, I guess. Yeah, and if you want to go Jack and Coke, I think it's like twenty twenty one yep. for a double. Yo, get out of here! I don't want to talk about it. No. I, oh I yeah, no. I, I was... I've made the mistake of drinking hard liquor at the ACC once before, and uh, it was an expensive bill. <laughs> yeah, I was me and my four. It was me and my three cousins. It was eighty five dollars for us four for a double Jack and Coke. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it was, it was bizarre. But uh, all right, so let's get into it. So let, 
we want some background information, Dark Guy. Your name's Jason. We just broke that news right on our podcast. Uh, but tell us, tell us more about you. When did you become a Maple Leafs fan? We want to know more about you. Well, you know, basically, uh, I've been a Leafs fan ever since I was a kid. Uh, pretty much a typical Canadian story uh, around these parts. You know, you grow up watching uh, CBC Hockey Night in Canada, and most of the time, uh, it was a Leafs game that they hot on, and uh, you know, being a hockey fan, you couldn't help but fall in love with the Maple Leafs. So uh, that's how it all started. All right. Let me actually, I didn't ask you this last night. Who was your favorite Maple Leaf growing up? Ooh, uh, being a goalie uh, and growing up in the in the period I did, Alan Bester was the Ooh. guy. Alan wow. Bester. Okay. I, okay. I, I was going to go Dion Phaneuf, but yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody does remember the conversation from yesterday. Oh, absolutely. I love, I love when Maple Leaf fans get heated up about that conversation. <laughs> okay, uh, so you know our buddy Woj. He's on Twitter. I've seen you guys you know, go back and forth. We actually tried to get you to come over the trade. Uh, you know, I wanted you to come over for the trade with Bozak. We wanted you. We'll trade Dance and Larry, and you know, we'll have a good time with you. But uh, how did you become a Buffalo Bills fan? Uh, so, uh, same, same deal, you know, uh, growing up in Sudbury, which was, uh, close to Toronto, uh, other than, other than the CFL, you know, we don't, we don't have professional football in, in Canada. There's, there's no national league team in Canada. So just with the proximity to where I lived and, uh, uh, where the bills were, it, it made total sense. Uh, and it didn't, didn't hurt either that the bills were actually good when I was growing up. So, uh, you know, they had their, their four trips to the Super Bowl, uh, you know, which they lost a record, all four of them. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, they were the, the closest team, and they were a good team, so uh, it had to be the Bills. I know I asked you this last night. How good is Austin Matthews in person at the Air Canada Center? He's unbelievable. Uh, the, the, the mindset, the skills, uh, just watching the guy, he stands out so much above his peers. It's, it's just unbelievable. And I, I have to bring in, I believe, he grew up in the Toronto area, Connor McDavid. Um, have you ever seen him play in person? Yeah, absolutely. So I, uh, I've seen him twice now, uh, actually, sorry, three times already. Uh, I was at the first game uh, this year that uh, Connor McDavid came to Toronto where we beat them in overtime. Yep. Uh, just had to throw that out there. <laughs> And I was actually in Edmonton, uh, sorry, I was in Calgary last season for the first game, uh, the first Battle of Ontario with McDavid and his Oilers versus the Flames. I, I was at the Saddle Dome for that. I have to ask, totally off topic, but I heard you say sorry like two or three times there. Have you seen the, the Barstool guys? with the? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry. Is it Todd and Gordo? Are they are they funny to Canadians? Do you guys enjoy it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can't I can't speak for the rest of Canada, but uh, I definitely enjoy some of their humor. And uh, you know what? If you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? Awesome. I, I, I had to ask, and I heard you say it. I was like, okay, it, it's, it's happening. Uh, but with the whole dark eye phenomenon, uh, how did that get started? So obviously, are you a season ticket holder? Uh, no, I'm not a season's ticket holder at the moment, but hopefully the Maple Leafs uh, change that for next season. Oh, that would be awesome. You just could, a <laughs> could you imagine? Uh, but uh, so, yeah, so could you just walk us through the, uh, you know, the process of how Dark Guy became mm. Dark Guy? 
Yeah, basically. So, uh, you know, the playoffs were on. Uh, game one was already uh, in the books. And uh, a couple of my buddies and I just started shooting the breeze on Facebook saying, you know what? Why don't we uh, why aren't we looking into going to this game in Washington? So uh, it all started on a on a qu- quiet morning and I started looking into it and I saw, you know what, there for some odd reason, there were still tickets available in Washington. Always. Uh, they were reasonably priced. So I said, you know what? Uh, three or four of my buddies, we said, let's go. Well, let's do it. So we bought the tickets uh, through the hotel on Air Miles and uh, uh, drove down from, from Waterloo all the way to Washington, 10-hour drive, and went to the game. Let me ask you about that playoff series. As a Maple Leafs fan, and going up against President's Trophy winners, the Caps, even though everyone knows they're a choke artist in the playoffs, was there a sense of... You know, you know, was there a sense of belief among Maple Leafs fans that they could actually beat the Washington Capitals? I I do believe that there was uh, on a whole, and I know within you know my circle of friends, my group of friends, uh, we truly believed it. Because as you touched on, uh, Washington Capitals are choke artists uh, when it comes to the playoffs. For whatever whatever the reason was or is, uh, they just can't put it together come playoff time. And you know what? If there was one team that uh, we could have lined up against first round that we really, really would have had uh, a chance against. You know, uh, we didn't get Ottawa. Uh, the next best bet would have been Washington uh, for that very reason. I, I got to give Toronto credit. It's such a young team, and yeah, they lost the series, but they gave one hell of a fight. I, oh yeah, they were just unbelievable in that series. You know what? I don't think I don't think a lot of the so-called experts uh, out there gave gave the Leafs the credit that they were due or, or believed that they could uh, win that series. I, I saw a lot of people, uh, uh, like I said, again, so-called experts saying it was going to be a four-game sweep for Washington. And uh, those are guys that clearly didn't watch a whole lot of the Maple Leafs throughout the year because uh, they're a lot better than people give them credit for. Those so-called experts gave Nashville no chance. I think there was one person that had Nashville losing like four games to one. Everyone else yeah. in Nashville swept, and look at Nashville. They're in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, okay, so we we touched upon how you went to Washington, but can you tell us about, you know, when you actually became Dark Guy, where you were on TV and... Yeah, right on. So, uh, basically, you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm a very uh, big personality. I'm very outgoing. So, you know, when we got down there... I had every intention of uh, doing it up pretty good and uh, making our presence known in Washington. So, you know, I had a Mo, uh, Stanley Cup mohawk on the top of my head. I had Go Leafs Go wrapped around, the, uh, shaved into the back of my head. Love it. And, uh, you know, did up the makeup with the big blue make, maple leaf and uh, dyed my hair uh, beard blue. So uh, we were actually in the game and it was uh, CBC was doing a, uh, a little spoof of how uh, in their youth the maple leaves couldn't really grow uh, too many playoff beards. Uh, so they kind of showed, you know, Matthews and his uh, little bit of stubble and uh, how Nylander had a little bit of stubble. And I think it was uh, Marner had like absolutely no sign of a beard whatsoever. Like me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so then they panned over to me uh, in the stands with my big dyed blue beard and uh, the cigarette hanging out of the mouth. And uh, that was it. Uh, the internet and Twitter ran wild with it. I love it. And so just so we know, Actual cigarettes, aka darts, are frowned upon inside the ACC arena. Correct? 
Absolutely. There is uh, definitely no smoking uh, inside the ACC, and uh, I don't think there's any smoking in any major NHL arena throughout the league. So <laughs> maybe in I, Vegas. I don't know what they're going to do in Vegas. but Oh, yeah, I know. And then I actually saw the one video. Uh, I forget who it was, but you were like front row. They were in Toronto, and the one guy on air goes, you know, I need a cigarette. And then there you are, and then he hops off the stage. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so that was uh, the, the, Tim and Sid is the show that it's called. It's on uh, Sportsnet, uh, Sportsnet up here in Canada. And uh, yeah, basically there was uh, they had contacted me before the game and said they had an idea for something they wanted to do. And if I was in, on board, they would uh, love for me to come down to the set to, before the game and and do that. So uh, yeah, we had a little bit of fun with that there. Oh yeah, I mean, who would say no? <laughs> well, you want me to be on TV? I, I, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Tim and Tim and Sid are some fairly uh, large uh, sports personalities up here, so that, that's awesome. Now, with social media, obviously, you said social media pretty much blew it, like blew the dark guy persona up. Do you think yeah. that dark guy would be dark guy today if it wasn't for social media, if it wasn't for Twitter, if it wasn't for you know? Instagram if it wasn't maybe you have a Facebook page now you know maybe dark guy has a Facebook fan page <laughs> well we're, we're working on a on a dark guy shop uh, to get some merchandise out there because there's actually uh, surprisingly a pretty strong desire for some dark guy stuff from from Leafs Nation out there so that's pretty cool but honestly no uh, yeah, something I'll like this could too. have never happened you know even 10 15 years ago uh the, the way the internet is, the way social media is now, uh, you know, they can create uh, they can create a character out of nothing, and this never would have happened, you know, 15 years ago. How hard was it to get verified? <laughs> it's almost impossible. Uh, I was only helped along by uh, a gentleman uh, out of New York, and the fact that there were so many fake accounts uh, popping up about me, and uh, there was a whole bunch of uh, media publications about me that came out so fast uh, that uh, really helped it along. But I'm telling you, it, it's not fun to try and get done. I've tried four times. and like, who the hell are you? You're Justin Starr from Sable. Stop it. Like, hey. <laughs> did, did, have you actually gotten me. a response when you tried? What? Have you actually gotten a response from Twitter uh, when you tried to get verified? Once, but it was pretty much like that generic, like, Sorry, we denied you. So blah blah blah. Yeah, blah, I, blah. I didn't even get one of those. I applied, I and I applied, and uh, uh, like I said, it wasn't until a whole bunch of fake dark guy accounts really started popping up that they said, okay, uh, this guy's got you know some sponsorship deals, and there's fake accounts that could be harmful to that. So they uh, they verified my account. That's awesome. I want to talk about how the atmosphere is in the Air Canada Center. Um, I go back a few years ago, and I know you don't want to talk about this. You know during the hard times of the Leafs when, you know, fans would throw jerseys on the ice. And I remember, I don't remember who the goaltender was at the time, but they took that jersey and threw it back in the stands. And I just want to talk about how the team transitioned from, you know, coming from the basement of the Eastern Conference and finally becoming a young, strong team and back in the playoffs where I truly believe Toronto deserves to be. Well, you know what? Uh, by... Like you like you touched on, the Leafs went through a lot of tough times, and uh, for the longest time, management, the Leafs management, always tried to band aid the idea, the the situation. They always tried to uh, push forward with you know trades and free agent signings and 
and not doing things the right way. And that frustration in the fan base definitely uh, uh, hit a boiling point uh, a few years back. And the fans finally had enough and, and showed it. Um, the transition, you know, the Leafs fan base, uh, myself included, was was ready for a teardown, was ready for somebody to come in and do things right. And you know what? That's what Brendan Shanahan's done ever since he's been the president. You know, he took a year uh, without doing anything major to to assess the situation. He went out. He brought in uh, Mike Babcock. He brought in Lou Lamarillo. We we shed our team of the bad contracts, uh, the perceived you know bad apples in the room, and started from from scratch. And I think that has been reflected in the Leafs Nation attitude, where they've really been you know accepting and and now we're we're in the right direction and everybody's passionate and rabid again so do you call phil kessel a bad apple <laughs> uh no no i knew that was coming yeah <laughs> uh, truth, truth be told i think i'm in the minority but uh, as i as i mentioned last night uh, i i really wasn't one of the guys who had a big problem with phil kessel uh, uh i knew i knew he had a very strong worth at, uh, work ethic contrary to popular belief, uh, I heard that boy was a, a beast in in the in the weight room. But you know, uh, it, he was always calling him working on his legs and his forearm, which were the forearms, which were the two things that fed his game, mm-hmm. his skating and his shot. Uh, so you know, some people might not have liked him because he wasn't uh, he wasn't a good personality for the camera. He wasn't friendly with the media. So you know, he got a little bit of a bum deal in Toronto, I think. But uh, I, I, I wasn't one of the guys that disliked him. Well, now he's a two-time Stanley Cup champion, back-to-back. Absolutely. I still can't believe that. I, People hey, make fun of it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know why. He, I, I like I, him, too. You know, I like oh, him. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I, I've some, I can laugh at a lot of the jokes there. Him holding up the hot dog <laughs> uh, that was photoshopped in, in part of the Stanley Cup last year with their first win. Uh, that was pretty funny, but uh, I would much rather have rather seen that in a Toronto uniform. <laughs> true um you talked about how you know a couple of years ago management you know wasn't making the right decisions and how brandon shanahan transitioned the team you know back in those years do you think the media had a fault as well do you think they were too harsh on the players with stories that would come out the the media the media has been like that for as long as i can remember in toronto and unfortunately that's one of the uh uh, one of the knocks about playing here and why some some people, some free agents don't choose Toronto. Uh, unfortunately, that's probably never going to change. I think, uh, I think so, you know, uh, they, find a, they find negative just to sell papers, whatever the case may be. Uh, a controversy is a story, right? So yeah. Sounds exactly like New York. Like everyone's always like, oh, can he take the New York media? Can can he handle the New York media? So I I do feel like Toronto and New York in that matter are are kind of similar. I I I don't know if I can agree with that because hockey in Canada, I feel like it's it's so much more there than it is here because that's the sport. Oh well, I'm not I'm not just saying just hockey, but let's let's talk about you know NBA. Okay. I mean, can 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 this person handle the New York media just? ripping him a new one for not producing. I, I, I think perhaps the best the best comparison probably would be for the Maple Leafs media and hockey would perhaps maybe be the Yankees media coverage yeah. in and, New York. And how Derek Jeter handled it like an absolute champion. 
Yeah, because I mean, you know, I, I've there's been a lot of guys that you know played for both Toronto and and the Rangers over the years, and I've heard stories uh, from from people like that. Uh, uh, you know, like one that t- pops the head was uh, uh, was Brian Leach and, and Mike Gardner. Yeah, love Leach. Talking about how like New York was crazy, but it was nothing compared to Toronto, like via media coverage. Yeah. So I think you would have to look maybe towards the Yankees to get like a fair comparison there. Now, totally off subject, are you a Blue Jays fan? Absolutely. So you know my boy Marcus Stroman? Absolutely. Yeah, he's he, he grew up two towns away from me. Oh, nice, nice. Did you actually know him, or is that just that uh, you grew up in the vicinity of each other? No, so, no, I don't know him, but I, I mean, I played Little League Baseball, but a few of my buddies have actually, you know, gone up against him, which, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty cool story. I have, I have a few Stroman jerseys to... Uh, <laughs> nice but uh you never met him so it doesn't matter easy whatever um what is the missing what is that missing piece toronto's missing to capture to capture that stanley cup what is missing from this team well you know uh, a lot's been made a lot's been made about uh adding another top four defenseman and uh you know every single team in the nhl is coveting one so uh, they're not easy to come by these days, but uh, if if I had to pick one thing, you know, we need to solidify the defense end of things, and not necessarily uh, an offensive defenseman. We need that true shutdown top four defenseman that's going to come in and be able to be tough in front of the net and and make people pay a price for you know trying to stand there. But on the same note, uh, I'm not willing to sacrifice, uh, you know, any of our top three young guns there, Matthews, Marner, and Elander, uh, to make that happen. So, I, th- I think the uh, the the best course is to, to stay patient and and let's see what happens come training camp. So now we're looking for a centerman. You're looking for a defenseman. I, I hear from the grapevine Nick Holden's a top two defenseman. So if you if you want to go Nick Holden. And maybe you know a pick and a prospect for Bozak. Let's say I'm all aboard. Yeah, well, I I do. I am a fan of Nick Holden. Um, I I would perhaps debate with you over the top two uh, yeah, pairing. Well, I, I was totally uh, joking. Don't but, forget they got you know, Riley and if, if yeah. we were talking, uh, you know, say Nick Holden and maybe uh, Buk- Buknevich. No, Bush. I'm not giving you Bush. <laughs> I'm not giving you Bush. I just bought his jersey so he can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I figured that'd be a no-go for you guys. But, uh, I mean, are you, as a as a diehard Leafs fan, are you open to a deal around Bozak and Holden Plus? Like, Holden, uh, Holden plus, you know, a pick and maybe one of our prospects, not Bushnevich. <laughs> well, there is there is the Vesey connection as well. Still, not Vesey uh, either. <laughs> with, with his his brother and his dad being involved with the Leafs organization. So, but we're already deep on wingers. Uh, you know, maybe maybe Holden uh, on his own quite isn't quite enough. But there's probably a deal there to be discussed uh, that could work. Mark Stahl's available. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think I would rather give some of our young guys uh, some of the ice time and see how they do. Yeah. Oh, can I ask you a question? Totally unrelated. Like we didn't even ask this last night. Do you think Dan Girardi's worth three million dollars? No. Thank you. Are you kidding? Thank you. Thank no. you, dark guy. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe five years ago he was. <laughs> he Thank was, you. but uh, come on. I, I don't. 
a, a lot of talk had been made in the Toronto media, Toronto market about let's go out and get Girardi. And uh, I had to distance myself from those conversations because I was quite uh, opinionated. <laughs> Thank you. No, so Ron Haynes, he's worth $3 million. Oh, I didn't, I didn't necessarily see, agree to that either. <laughs> However, at this stage of their careers, I would take the Hainsey over the Girardi. Thank oh, you. Oh, man. I can't wait till Girardi proves both of you wrong. Right, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll have to buy you a beer when we're yeah. watching the Maple Leafs, you know, Maple Leafs Rangers and watch Dan Girardi score like a game-winning goal for Tampa Bay that night. But uh, um, I want to talk about the Connor McDavid deal. Um Eight years, $100 million. How do you see that affecting a contract for your Austin Matthews? Well, uh, there's there's no doubt about it. Uh, it's probably driven up what we probably could have gotten away with paying him uh, prior to this. But, you know, I think, I think it's kind of time with the sports world and what salaries are like that – uh, hockey players are, are paid accordingly. And I think what McDavid did there was, uh, you know, kind of even the playing field just a little bit. Uh, when you start comparing salaries in baseball and, and the NBA, what the top guys are getting, it, it's peanuts compared to what, oh, the NBA is you know, Math, what the Matthews and McDavid's are doing. So uh, um, it's good for him, uh, but definitely it's it's definitely driven the price off of what it's going to cost for us to uh, – to sign, you know, Matthews and Marner and Nylander uh, going forward. Let me put you on the hot seat right now. Where do you, what do you see Austin Matthews getting in the next in two years? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I could, I could see ten and a half, eleven million, no doubt. And uh, if if his numbers uh, end up being closer to McDavid numbers over the next season or two, then uh, we're going to be paying the piper just like Edmonton did. <laughs> And I agree. So now we we sp- we touched up on this last night. You you like the Patrick Marlowe deal, correct? Absolutely. I I like two years out of the Patrick Marlowe deal. Uh, the third year I could have done without, but there's no way that deal was happening uh, without, it. without it. And from everything I've heard about the situation, uh, the Leafs were in from day one, three years, six point two five million. There was no negotiation. The Leafs wanted them. Uh, it was more of a matter of a decision on on Patrick's end whether he was coming to Toronto or not. So uh, Lou, Lou Lou and Shani and uh, Babcock they they know what they're getting in in Marlowe. So uh, I, I have to trust they're doing the right thing. So now you have I'm looking at uh, CapFriendly.com right now. You have yep. Lupul coming off the books. Obviously, he's probably safe to say he's done with. Uh, yeah, I, I would have to assume so. Yeah. What. What's going on with Horton, Nathan Horton? I know he was like the big signing, you know, what, uh, two, three years ago? It's concussions. Yeah. Con- so Hort- Horton, actually, even when we got him, uh, was never, there was never intention of him playing. He was already basically at the point where his career was probably done. Um, he's had some back problems, uh, and it doesn't look like, uh, I-, I believe it was a, ge- a degenerative uh, disease in-, in the back, and he's never going to play again, so... Uh, he's basically a, a an L, LTIR Barry uh, off the off the books anyway, so we're just paying his salary. Yeah, and so then you have JVRs coming off the books after next year. Bozak, Kamarov, Fair. You have, I mean, my boy Dominic Moore. 
Uh, so, I mean, where – so obviously they have to clear this because you have to pay William Nylander after next year. I mean, Marner a year after that, Matthews a year after that. So are you afraid that this Marlowe 6.25 might, you know, take into effect – into what you guys are supposed to pay your, you know, your young, your young, your young guys. No, no, I, I'm, I'm not overly too concerned about that. Uh, uh, we've got some guys in the front office, uh, Lou included, who's been a, uh, a master of navigating the, the cap. And uh, we do have some dead weight that's coming off the books. We do have those contracts that uh, the Horton contract that we opened up 5.25 million, I believe it is when we bury him on the LTIR. So, mm-hmm. The the room is there. Uh, the 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 Maple Leafs um, cap situation isn't as dire as it appears on paper because it's fairly easily navigated this from this point going forward. So I, I have no concerns. So do you see, you know, JVR, Bozak, Komarov? Do you see any of them coming back after next year, or do you see you know maybe one of them coming back next year? Uh I'm I'm not certain on that. I, I personally I don't think JVR is coming back for the simple fact that, like you said, we do have the the core of our team that we're going to have to resign in the next few years. And as much as I love JVR, he's a talented hockey player. He's going to be wanting a raise over his 4.25 million right now, and that's not something we can afford to do. So I, I can see him going. He is a Ranger fan. Just throwing it out there, just like Kevin Shattenkirk. That's all I'm going to say. Um, just a follow-up question for next season. Yep. John Tavares, do you think, being a Toronto guy, do you think Toronto makes a push for him? Nah, ship sailed. That's what that we... ship sailed the minute we drafted Austin Matthews first overall. Uh, we, we got our, our number one center of the future. We got the face, a face of our franchise. Uh, I, don't, I don't think even if he wants to come here, uh, the Leafs would have any interest. I'm going to go back to last season. Did Toronto have a chance to get Steven Stamkos? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm, I'm a guy who wavered uh, all the way through that, whether I actually wanted him or not. <clears throat> and in the end, uh, I'm, I'm glad we didn't get him because we'd be in a rock and a hard spot right now. But I truly don't believe, uh, I truly don't believe that we ever really had a shot at getting him. No, so you're, you're a realist like I am. So... Well, yeah, there's there's some things to take into consideration. Uh, taxes are pretty high in Ontario, and uh, I do believe Florida is one of the non-tax states in, in the U.S. So yeah, you'll hear later on the uh, – actually, before on the episode, Pedro thinks that the Rangers have a shot at Tavares. I, I really don't see it happening. Do you, I mean, the Rangers, in his defense, will have the cap space. They will. Just do you – do you see the Rangers maybe signing Tavares? Well, you know what? It all depends on on what the franchise is looking at the time. I mean, Lund- Lundquist is Lundquist is is almost at the end of his chain there. And uh, to me, if you're going to ask my honest opinion, the window is very small in in, in New York for the Rangers. Um, <laughs> I think they're almost at the point that where they're you know, going to be starting to look more towards a rebuild than they are about bringing in a big name uh, free agent like like Tavares. But 
on the same note, it's the New York Rangers. They spend money, they bring the guys in. So uh, I think it's a 50-50 chance either way. Yeah, 50-50. Yeah, no, I, no, I, I, you know, once I saw the cap space clear, I was like, hey, they'll definitely make a run it's for It's a possibility. Them. No, the de- I'm not saying it's not, but it would definitely be like, you know, like a WWE heel move where it's like... Yeah, he John moves Devore's, over, you know, a yeah, couple like, couple blocks down the road. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like the shield breaking up and and John Tavares hits the Rangers with the back with, like, a steel chair. You, you heard my hot take. The Rangers will win the Cup in the next four years. I hope so. And we'll play Toronto in the Eastern Conference Final in one of those years. Wow. And the Rangers will win in six. Rangers are going to win the cup in the next four years. Whoa! That's what go. you're saying. That's, that's, what, that, saying. that's yeah. what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. I I will I will put a wager on with you that the Leafs will win a cup before the Rangers. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> okay, here we All go. Right. Here we go. All right. What what do you what are we betting here? Oh, I don't know. We we maybe we can discuss that off air and uh, work something out. But that sounds good. To uh, me. I I got no problem taking that bet right there. Cue the let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> awesome that 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 was that was a moment wow. right there that was a moment so well, let's let's finish up uh you have you know you have your pretty much for say your big three you know your three young guns can you rank them for us <laughs> uh you know what uh you really can't i i really can't say one two or three uh, each one of them brings their own intangibles to the game. You know, Matthews is the most complete player. Uh, so, you know, you would want to put him number one. But Matt Marner's got all those playmaking skills, and he's so quick on his feet. And, uh, you know, Nylander's that pure sniper. So each one of them brings their own aspect to the game that is 100% important. And uh, for me, I, I would have to say it's a three-way tie just for that reason. And, uh, well, you know what? I'm not going to play favorites with my buds. You must be running for mayor. Uh, but uh, I actually – did you see the Ron Hainsey tweet where it was – I forgot what movie it's from, but he's like, what's up, young guys? And he's like trying to act cool and he's like dressed up like he's a young guy. I thought it was just like a perfect tweet for Hainsey to put out because, you know, he's coming in and he's going to play with all these, you know, perennial superstars. Yeah, no, I, I actually didn't see that. I'll have to uh, I'll have to at you in that tweet because it was it was quite funny. <laughs> but uh, hey, we had a pleasure having you on our show. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, what I don't even know else we can say. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, yeah. our Canadian fan base will maybe improve a little bit on the show. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to go file Dark Guy, he is verified, which is really freaking cool. Uh, his Twitter name is at. Leafs Maz twenty. That's at Leafs M A Z twenty. Uh, do you have any other plugins that you want to put on? Ah, uh, no, no, that's good, guys. I appreciate it. Like I said, when now uh, when it when it gets posted there, let me know. I'll be happy to give a share out for you, and uh, we'll see if we can help with that Canadian viewership for you guys. Hopefully, I mean, I think we have like what seven? Oh, we got five, five, five Canadian <laughs> viewers, and you might right be on. Well, we'll we'll see if we can help that out a little bit. And, uh, hey, hopefully we'll be getting to a game together soon. Yeah, Yeah, we'll definitely be in touch, guys. Thanks a lot. All right, thank Thank you, you. my man. Be good. Right on. All right, welcome back, guys. I really hope you enjoyed that interview as much as we did. Yes, all right, that was the second take. Uh, We actually tried to – we actually interviewed him 
the first time and our program shat out on us that's just what what happens when you you know you're relying on technology these days but he was you know he was a gentleman and a scholar he we just have to buy him a few beers next time he uh, comes to New York. Just We're, a little bit. We'll go get a game with. We'll go catch a game with him. Apparently, he wants to go to a Devils game though, so we'll see. We can go see Nico Hershey. Cheap tickets. Yeah, yeah we can go cheap see tickets. Austin Matthews. Yeah, and hey, maybe the beers are cheaper there than MSG. So they probably are. Yeah, so we'll see. And hey, you'll be twenty-one. Can you believe that? Well, look at that. Give me, look give me, at give me another that. month. Look at that. See, I could buy him beer. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, he he was a tremendous guest. Uh, we loved having him on. It was awesome. Uh, it, it it's really cool how he you know just one second he's on TV like just a camera pan to him and all of a sudden he's blown up. He, he's verified on Twitter. He's doing interviews left and right. It's crazy what social media can do now. It's, yeah. It's so uh, you know it was a pleasure having him on. Like we just said, uh, next week we're not sure really what we'll have uh if there's obviously moves that happen we'll, we'll talk about the moves i, I have a feeling yager will be moved by the next episode he'll sign somewhere you know what? let's cut to yager again can somebody tell him he's not playing for panthers anymore please oh come on just someone sign him <laughs> please just someone sign yager uh no but uh yeah please someone sign yager uh so Next next week, uh, if we don't have Linda Cohen on, which it probably won't be next probably week. Probably won't be yeah, next week. I, I wouldn't count on that. We're gonna we're gonna have to work on that. But I will hopefully have uh, this other guest who I'm talking to currently. Gonna keep him on the DL for now. Uh, big Bruins fan, like I said, big on social media. Uh, he's got a shit ton of followers, uh, verified and all that fun stuff. Currently unemployed, apparently. Uh, but hey, he'll 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 get a job. Uh, he, he, he worked for Fox. That's all I'll really say. Uh, Vox, uh, Fox. And yeah, so maybe we'll have him on next week. It, like we said before, uh, before the dark eye interview, if any of you guys want to come on, let us know. Uh, if you want to talk hockey with us, if you know, if you're not a fan of the Rangers or the Islanders, but you're a fan of another team, we don't care. Who cares? If you're just, a fan of Winnipeg, just, Vancouver. Yeah. Just come on. Anaheim. Uh, Kings. yeah, we're just trying please. to, you know, just trying to gain followers, trying to gain listeners, uh, and you can give us a follow at Drop the Puck Pod on Twitter. We are also on iTunes, so you can uh, search on iTunes, Drop the Puck Podcast. You, uh, if you guys can rate, subscribe, and review us, uh, that would be tremendous. We are trying to, you know, build up. We're trying to, we're a podcast on the rise. So that's what we like to think. Yeah. So that's what. Yeah, we're hoping, and you know, that's that's where we're we're we're, we're thinking we're going. And that's where we ho- we're hoping we're going. Yep. So uh, with every subscribe, with every rate and review, we uh, shoot up the ranks. So it's always appreciated. Every listen is appreciated. And until next week, I'm Justin. I'm Pedro. And we'll see you next week. Peace, people. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Drop the Puck Podcast with your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez on Facebook and Twitter at Drop the Puck Pod. We'll catch you next time, NHL fans, on the Drop the Puck Podcast.